This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and in this episode, we're highlighting some standout Bates skiers from the St. Michael's Carnival. Plus, the men's swimming and diving team remained undefeated in dual meets, capturing the CBB title. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates Swimming and Diving Program held its only home dual meet of the season when the Bobcats took on the Bowden College Polar Bears Saturday at Tarbell Pool. While the women came up just short, the men prevailed to finish undefeated in dual meets on the year. Two pool records fell, with senior captain Peter Corey breaking the Tarbell Pool record in the 100-yard freestyle and junior Nathan Barry breaking the pool record in the 100-yard backstroke. A lot of Bobcats shined on Saturday, but senior Andrew Hall is our male Bobcat of the Week, taking first in the 200-yard butterfly and second in the 100-yard butterfly. He also anchored the winning 400-yard freestyle relay team in the final race of the day. It was an awesome meet, yeah. There was a lot of energy. It was very electric. Tarbell, Tarbell always gets very loud, and it's really exciting. And uh, Bowdoin is a great opponent of ours, one of our rivals, obviously, for a CVB title. And, uh, yeah, the senior meet made it even more exciting, added a little more emotional uh, relevance, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it was overall very exciting and fun meet. Well, you had a couple of races where you were going head-to-head with your teammate, right, at Mendiang in the uh, Butterfly, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. You had the 100 and the 200, and you both got one, too. I think it flipped uh, based on the event. But, whoa, those ra- well, take us through those races. Yeah, so I'm, uh, Edmund's a very strong butterflyer, and he got he got much better this year. He got really strong this year. And, uh, yeah, I've been really proud of him for that. And uh, he, uh, at Maine State Meet uh, a month and a half ago, he uh, he almost took my spot in the relay. I'm like, uh-oh, he's getting close. I got <laughs> I to work hard here. And uh, we've been going head-to-head in the butterfly races this year, and it's been it's been great to have him right there with me. Yeah, uh, we saw the you know, camera zoom in. You had a big smile on your face after uh, the race you, you won there against him, and y'all was 1-2. I mean, it was close because there was a third person involved too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can see in the video, he was he was leading the way up until the last the last two laps, and I pulled away. Um, but I think that's why he got me in the uh, <laughs> the shorter 100. He He had that extra strength that I didn't have yet. <laughs> and then you got to swim the last lap of the last relay, right? That mm-hmm. must have been pretty cool. Was it thinking, this is my final swim in a competitive meet at Tarbell? Was that going through your mind at all? I, it actually was not, no. I, fortunately, unfortunately, I guess. I was a little nervous. I saw I was the anchor in the beginning of the meet. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be a little nerve-wracking, a lot of pressure on me. But uh, it actually was really exciting. We were in a comfortable place before the relay. And uh, I saw that the kid right next to me was about a foot and a half taller than me. Uh, he... I got up on the block, he got up on the block, and I had to look up at him, at his face. I'm like, there's no way he can catch up to me. I can't let him do it. And uh, yeah, I held him off. It was exciting. Great. And then tell us about the senior class. Um, you, know, you know, men and women, what's the dynamic like? Uh, it's, it's pretty good, honestly. Um, this year has been different, I guess, um, especially after the two years or a year and a half. Right. Um, well, I guess two years we had, two years ago we had a full season and then last year was, the season was canceled. 
obviously. And uh, so I guess it's, we're much more appreciative of this mm. year, of both sides, men and women. And then you have WPI Invitational coming up. Uh, that's always interesting, right? Different types of events, right? They're, they're shorter events. Yeah. They're, it's quick and it's fun. It is a long meet, though, because it's trials and finals. So mm. prelims in the morning and then a session of longer events um, and then come back a few hours later to do the shorter events again. Um, but yeah, usually 25s were a race that we that usually end after you're like eight years old. <laughs> they, they bring them back at this meet. Right, right. And uh, it's always fun to do that, going like nine seconds in a race, just blast off the block. Excellent. Well, speaking of, you know, sprints and different types of events, obviously we talked about the ones you competed in, but as a, as a teammate, as a fan of your uh, fellow teammates, what were some of the fun races for you to watch on Saturday? Um, anyone that I was able to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the close ones. Uh, I can't. That I remember the 200 freestyle. Mm. It was pretty close, and then Peter ended up pulling away. Right, that was Peter versus Nate, Nate Peter, Barry, right? No, that oh, was no. the 100 that was free. 100 free, that was close. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was also a close one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I was able to watch that. Oh, I might okay. have just had one of my races. Right. But uh, another good one was um, uh, the, the breaststroke events are always close. Mm. Uh, Bowden, the Bowden uh, team has a really good breaststroker. He's actually on the Haiti national team, which is cool wow um yeah nate sommer has been catching up slowly mm. to him which is awesome that that was exciting too another another close event uh 100 backstroke was awesome barry yeah barry was uh stellar in that event pool record if i pool record yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then nescax are coming up in a couple weeks um uh what are some goals the team and you have perhaps for nescax uh it was to remain fourth beat Bowden Colby but on the track we're we're, we're on a mission here yeah. and and uh, a bunch of these guys are on the team are pulling off these crazy times right now in season which are pretty rare uh, I think we could be pushing for third mm. getting getting Amherst so watch out for Amherst and Bates uh, yeah kind of right there oh yeah they, they won't see it coming <laughs> yeah and n- getting at least one relay to nationals mm. is a goal of ours what are some of the relays that are kind of shaping up? I mean, we saw a couple there on uh, the Bobcats won both there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, it's it might be a little hard to tell right now. Okay. It, I mean, eight hundred freestyle relay we haven't done yet. Okay, that's usually only done at NESCACs and nationals, mm. and uh, that one we don't really know if we're going to be close. But the sprint relays are like the two hundred medley, the two hundred freestyle are pretty close. We were. I think we just missed the invite time mm. two years ago, and we're definitely much faster this year. In the two, that was in the 200 medley relay, so we okay. could, we should be right there this year too. Yeah, the 200 medley, it's nice to start the meet off with a victory each time, right? It seems like. <laughs> oh yeah, it always gets me so excited. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, you mentioned obviously this year has been different. Um, you know, obviously the, the more grateful in terms of like you know you didn't have a season last year. It's been a while. Um, the training trip, uh, that's something we were also missing before. How'd that go this year? Train trip was awesome. We were really lucky with the weather mm. and that actually changes the whole, I guess, vibe of everything. Uh, and it brings the team together always. The past two training trips that we had, I get my freshman and sophomore year were, were good, but this one, after not having one again, we're very grateful and appreciative of that. 
Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about the season so far we haven't got to talk about? Keep it up. Like, we're we're doing awesome, undefeated. Right. And uh, watch us at NESCAX. And WPI, 25-yard sprints. I can't wait. 25-yard sprints, exactly. <laughs> All right, Andrew Hall, thanks so much. Thank you. We go from the pool to the slopes, where the Bates Alpine Scheme program impressed at the St. Michael's Carnival, held in Vermont at Smuggler's Notch and Sleepy Hollow over the weekend. First-year Sequoia and Stein had a breakout performance in the giant slalom, finishing 10th out of 79 women on Friday. Then on Saturday, Anstein placed 25th in the slalom, and the women as a whole took 5th place out of 14 teams in the event. And Sequoia Anstein is our female Bobcat of the Week. Well, at the Colby Carnival, unfortunately, I crashed in that race. That was a bummer. Um, the conditions just were a little different. The snow was really hard and icy, so it was a little bit faster and more difficult to keep up with it. And then this weekend, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. I knew I've been skiing good in training, and our coach advised us that if we wanted to do well, we needed to go for it first run, and that's what I did. Well, I'm curious, is the giant slalom normally your best event, or is the slalom your preference normally? Right now, I'd say GS, but my points are the same in both, so I think it just depends year to year for me. What, what do you prefer? What do you enjoy more, perhaps? <laughs> Um, right now, GS, yeah. probably because I'm skiing the best in it. Your first run, you obviously did really well. How much pressure does that put you on for the second run, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, it was definitely hard because I know that I normally struggle with putting two solid runs together. So I just tried to copy everything that I did the first run and just know that the results are there, that I had the confidence to do it, and I could just go and do it. Great. And then the next day, the slalom, a uh, top 30 finish as well, right? I mean, that's always the goal, right? Top 30? Is that fair? Yeah. Top 30 is how you score college points. And, and so for the slalom, um, you know, the next day, how was that compared to the first week? Uh, first week, I wasn't in the points, but okay. it was, again, it was tough. Colby was tough. Their hill's a little bit more difficult. The snow was mm. really icy and um, didn't have the best first run, but St. Mike's was a lot better. Didn't wasn't top thirty after the first run, but the second run was able to finish and get in there. So tell me a little bit about your background growing up in Colorado, right? Steamboat Springs. You got a lot of Steamboat Springs folks at Bates. What's that like <laughs> to have all those kids? Uh yeah, it's really nice to have some kids that I've grown up with and know that I just have an automatic support system here. It's been great. Was it almost a group decision? Uh, to, were you all looking at Bates? Did you talk about it growing up? or? Um, not really. I didn't know the other female on my team. I didn't know that she was going until I'd talked to one of the boys and was asking him if he thought I'd like it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just talked to Jaylee on the phone and told her that I think you guys would be a great fit. So, Great. And then what made Bates the place for you, in your opinion, like uh, when you were looking at colleges? Um, yeah, I was just looking at to go to a smaller school and... I wanted to go out east, um, just be able to experience a little bit different skiing. What's the difference between skiing back home in Colorado and out here in New England? Uh, well, it's definitely a lot colder out here, <laughs> but uh, the snow's a lot harder, so it's usually a better surface, and it's more equal opportunity for starting in the back. Um, yeah, a little sunnier and warmer in Colorado, but better conditions out in the east. And for those who don't know, skiers, you often take gap years uh, between high school and coming to college. You took two gap years. What's behind that What for each skier? like? What, why is that so common, you think? Um, well, for me personally, I had a pretty big injury my first oh. year fist, so it took me a couple years just to get my feet back underneath me. Um, but yeah, I think it's just the sport's so competitive, so getting that extra year just to focus completely on skiing and not have to have to worry about school really is a great opportunity to improve. Well, so the injury, how did you work back from that? 
Um, it was hard. I did a lot of PT and man, it was, it was hard. Uh, a lot of time on snow, um, and then just really working on what I could do every day to make it better. Cause I mean, obviously downhill skiing, I mean, it's, it's, you're going fast and it's, um, if you, if you, I mean, did it happen because of a crash or how did that happen? Uh, yeah, I was actually in Vail, Colorado mm. for, um, champs one year and we were doing a training run and the snow was super fast and I just got sideways, um, over a jump and landed on my ankle and I ended up shattering my ankle. So coming back from something like that, it's harder physically or harder mentally almost? Uh, both, yeah. I'd say, because it was such a bad injury, I ended up getting two surgeries on my ankle. But mentally, it was so hard because I was skiing so well, and it's just such a process getting back into it. Um, and there was another girl on my team who had had an injury, so it was nice to be able to chat with someone who's going through the same thing because it was very difficult at the time, yeah. So how great is it to be back on the hill and, and skiing fast here? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I've definitely, it's been a long time coming. I'm excited to be able to get my feet back underneath me and have some good results. How would you compare the, 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 the EISA circuit through two carnivals compared to what what you were doing, you know, competing in, when you were in high school? I, so I did race, um, carnival races or what they're called on the East Coast, but in the West, it's called a FISU, which mm-hmm. is like a university race. Yeah. Did a couple of those, um, but mostly just regular FIS races, which is against about uh, like a little bit bigger field size, but not much college racers are there. It's more um, local clubs in Colorado. So how do you compare the competition kind of? Um, it's I've realized that it's a little bit different even like coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Um it's just different different types of skiing because out west the snow is softer, so you develop a certain style to be able to ski on the soft snow. And then out east, it's you have to be able to ski on the icy surface. So it's just, I'd say, similar competition, just a little bit different skiing styles. Great. And then, I mean, what's this team like, the team dynamic as a first year coming in uh, to Bates? What's this group like? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm not really used to having like such a caring team that's really rooting for everyone to do well because at home, I mean, skiing is an individual sport, but here it's team atmosphere is great. Everyone's rooting for you. Everyone's up there watching. The boys are lapping around ga- grabbing jackets, cheering you on at the start. Yeah, it's been great. Just have an automatic like family around you. And what do you learn from our head coach, Kurt Smart, so far? Kurt's been great. He definitely has helped me step up my GS skiing, giving me some pointers, and then just not putting pressure on us at carnivals, telling us that as long as we're trying our best, that's all he wants from us. He doesn't expect us to ski amazing every time. It's just as long as we're putting in all of our energy and effort, that's really what he likes to see from us. Growing up, how did you first get into skiing? I mean, I've talked to people before. They've been skiing since they were two years old. Is that the case for you? Yeah, it is. (laughs) My parents... Um, the local club at home, Steamboat Springs Warner Sports Club, just takes kids up. So my parents just threw me into it when I was two. And then from then on, I just got into ski racing. What makes it enjoyable for you? Um, I like the, like, I'm a, I'd say I'm an adrenaline junkie. So it's fun <laughs> chasing down panels. Um, but really just, it's such a cool atmosphere with everyone. The sport's relatively small, so you know mostly everyone in the community, even on the East or West Coast. Um, so it's great. It's just a good sense of community. So you've had two years where you've been focusing on rehabbing and then also some skiing. Now you have to also focus on school. How's that balance going for you? Yeah, it's been a little different. It was definitely nice to get back into the swing of things um, after coming off two gap years. But yeah, it's been a little bit more difficult trying to balance 
skiing, creating my schedule around skiing, and then balancing all the schoolwork. Any interesting classes so far for you? Um, yeah, I'm taking psych this semester, and I've really liked it so far. Great. What do you like about that subject? Um, it's just interesting. It's a lot about the brain, and I just find it interesting and different. Do, do you see it help? Cause psychology is a good major, I think, for people who compete in sports, right? Do, do you see that help you kind of learning a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've struggled in the past with a little bit of mental stuff. So yeah. just being able to learn about it and know that it's a human response. And yeah, it's kind of cool to see. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about the season so far? Maybe any goals you have in your mind kind of going forward for the year, for the team, for you, for yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited. I think especially on the women's side after last weekend, we've got a good momentum. Um, f- being fifth overall after the slalom was awesome. So I'm hoping that as a team we can just keep that momentum moving forward to the next carnivals. And then for me personally, I'm hoping just to keep improving with the GS and then hopefully the slalom will follow too. Sounds good. Sequoia Anstein, thanks so much for dressing on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you. In Nordic racing, sophomore Cal Shrupp turned in the best performances of his collegiate career over the weekend. Finishing 36 in the 10K freestyle on Friday, then really upping the speed to take 15th out of 90 competitors in the 5K classical technique race on Saturday. Cal, first of all, welcome back to Bates. You took a year away. Uh, how'd that year go? Lots of skiing in Montana, I understand. Yeah, there's uh, great snow. Big powder. Um, it, w- it was great. I was able to take a break from racing so I, I primarily just uh, trained with a friend and another guy um, Tim and Josh and we just had fun with it really which was a nice break from the stressors of a uh, uh, ski season yeah was it all Nordic for you or did you no oh, I did way more alpine skiing oh, okay. than I've ever done yeah <laughs> it, it was Nordic for sure but um yeah I, I would alpine ski a few times a week and did a lot of touring which is um, you know, it's similar to Nordic, and so I use it as an excuse. I put it in my training log for sure, um, because you know there's there's that's what to do out there. Uh, for those who don't know, what is that? Yeah, that's um, yeah, alpine skiing with um, the modified boots and bindings, so you can um, and you have a skin on the bottom of your ski, so you can go uphill, um, oh. traverse. I think yeah, it's for alpine touring. People say at. Um, and so you get to the top, you pop, pop your bindings, so your heel clips in, you take the skin off the bottom, and then you rip down. Awesome. You had a lot of fun with that? It's the best. Because <laughs> you can go places, you know, anywhere there's no lift, that's all you and anyone else that's in the, it's a cool community, for sure. Awesome. So this past weekend, really successful carnival for you. I think you got your best finish ever there, 15th in one of the events. Uh, right. Tell us about how the weekend went. Well, you know, it was, it was a great weekend, uh, for sure. I had... T- two finishes which were pretty much my best um, that I've done so who knows what that means for the rest of the season but um, it was a great race and it was it was really cold which makes for um, good race conditions realistically like the snow was a little slow and chalky and su- super loud a funny aspect of the skate race at least so we did we did a 10k skate race um, there were coaches yelling at us at the side of the, or everyone was yelling at us. That's how it goes. Um, on the side of the course, when you're skiing by and your poles and your skis were making so much noise, so much squeaking because the snow was so cold and loud that you really couldn't hear um, what other people were saying. So it was, it was a big mental weekend um, in that you were kind of on your own out there. Two interval start races. Okay. Um, which yeah, so. I was able to ski with 
another skier or two, but it was in the whole crowd, um, which is cool. But you get to you, you're on your own out in the woods, so you got to uh, figure it out. On your own. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because when it's an interval start, you don't really have much of a context of where you are in the race, right? So how do you kind of handle that? Uh, it's so in both those races, I don't know how this happens, but coaches know. Um, I mean, there is live timing, so and so people, some coaches have iPads, um, and so in the race, some coaches will say, "Hey, you're in tenth, mm. or I, I got the first time ever because I started twelfth. Um, I skied by a coach, and he said, you're in first. And I, I thought I misheard him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that was just funny. And, it, you know, I don't exactly know how that happened, but it, w- it was for, I think, a minute or two I was in first um, on Saturday. So that was pretty cool. I got a photograph of that <clears throat> before I got bumped. But uh, pretty much every interval race you kind of – um, just have to gauge how fast um, you are going and make sure you can maintain the best pace for yourself. And then, you know, the rankings aren't too incorrect. So if you really have your best race, you're going to be um, where you want to be. And, and that's however your level is, um, it'll, you'll kind of fall there. So after, being a, after a year away, what's it like being back on the Bates campus and training with the team again? It's great. I mean, I, I was training with one other kid last year, so to have 20 kids, um, fellow teammates, it's awesome. Um, it's such a – we have a great team environment um, and it's very encouraging, um, and it's awesome to see what, what other people are going through throughout the season in, in a lot of positive ways and negative ways too. But, um, you know, that is – that environment allows for a lot of growth um, that you wouldn't get otherwise, for sure. And so you mentioned you know, Sleepy Hollow and the course and the great uh, conditions and whatnot. On the Carnival Circuit, what what are some your favorite courses? I mean, you've only had one year, I guess, two years ago, but like, what mm. are some courses you look forward to skiing? You know, so I've never skied Sleepy Hollow. That was okay. a great course. Yep. <laughs> um, I think I, I would say that Craftsbury um, mm. is a really good course. It's a really hard course. Um, but what makes a good course for me is one which you're able to recover um, aspect of skiing compared to running. That's um, what I really like is you're able to have the downhills to kind of settle down, slow your breathing, um, your heart rate. Uh, and that's really important in, in order to do a hour long race. Um, so both Waterville and Craftsbury have big uphills big downhills um and it's not too too much on you know mm-hmm. you don't have to do 4k um kilometers all at once right right yeah. i'm curious you mentioned you don't you did some alpine skiing up in montana and it sounds like you, you enjoy alpine skiing but what made nordic skiing what sport you want to compete in mm-hmm. well i guess i've never considered alpine racing mm-hmm. um but from a very young age, I'd say probably one and a half, I have been Nordic skiing because uh, that's what my family does, and we live real close to a place where that's available. Um, and then ever since I was able to race in kindergarten, lollipop races, they're called, um, and s- saw myself um, com- competitive, um, you know, that, w- that was really fun, and I had a group of friends that also trained with me and so it was really 
no thought was um, went into doing it mm. or not. It was just I was doing it. Well, you mentioned lollipop races. Yeah, I think um, Maya Seckinger, who I interviewed a few times, an alum of Bates, a recent graduate, she talked about that, how, like, you get candy if you win, right, when you're a kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that it's how not it? always lollipop. Okay. So, sometimes yeah. it's better. <laughs> you get a chocolate bar or a maple candy. I mean, they'll go crazy in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, what are you most looking forward to the rest of the year? What are some goals you have in your mind? Well, I, I think I, I <clears throat> tend to uh, improve as the season goes and, and as far as results go. Um, and right now I'm doing well, so I Really hope I can maintain that, and and um, as far as um, results go, I'm I'm not too worried about where I will stand. I think that you know my training in the fall and the summer will uh, you know will be there, and so I'm not worried that I'm going to fall off the edge. But uh, I do hope that I can keep this up because um, you know it's going well. I know the Nordic teams in the fall when there's no snow, obviously you're training out. On the street, right? A little bit? In yes. Those, yeah. Definitely. Tell us about that training. <laughs> it's funny because it, it's so similar to Nordic skiing, but at the same time, it's there's a lot of differences. When you're roller skiing, um, you're not able to get the, the same cushion um, mm-hmm. that you would on the snow, so um, it's harder on your body. And if you fall, it's pavement, um, and there's cars, and the, the environment is way different. It's hot. Um, especially in the summer. And so um, those things kind of play a big role in um, how how that training goes and what kind of training you're doing. But at the same time, it's the same muscles. And so it's really a neat um, concept that we're able to ski, do that technique pretty much any season. How do you balance that with like erg training? Yeah, um, it's it's nice to have an erg because it's a good break from being outside and exposed to whatever that is. Sometimes the road can be really shoddy, so um, you don't want to be crashing. You The roads can be wet. Um, who knows what your timing is, but you can erg any time of the day. It's inside. You can do a 10-minute erg session, and you know that'll be something. Great. And then um, Becky Woods, James Upham, the kind of our dynamic duo of coaches here. They, you know, yes. Becky's our longest tenure head coach, actually, an alum herself. What's it like working with them? They're uh, so great. Um, I couldn't, that, that's an understatement. Uh, but this season so far, we've, uh, um, they, they've been kind of on for uh, a few months. And um, I don't know what they do behind the scenes, you know, because <laughs> they're always planning um, the new recruits for the next year and they're um, doing, planning out the training schedules and um, among other things, meetings and, I know Becky is involved with a lot of leadership programs. Um, but when it comes to showing up for practice and making sure we're all prepared and in the right place, um, they do it better than anyone else. Great. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about the season so far? I mean, two carnivals in that we haven't mm-hmm. talked about yet? Well, uh, there's there's a lot of kids on our team or uh, adults. Rather, no, they're not. Um, <laughs> we're all kids. Um, they're very much... Not underdogs, but they're on the rise. Mm. They are perhaps unassuming results so far, but I'm really anticipating uh, big stuff out of them. Um, a lot of the new freshman girls um, are showing a lot of signs of they're going to ski really fast, especially in the coming years. Um, 
and you know you can't overlook the seniors too who have been skiing for so long and um, they want to give it their all the rest of the season so things are going to change um, hopefully mostly for the better yeah sounds good Kyle Shrupp thanks so much for joining the Bobcats really course. appreciate it thank you for having me the track and field teams hosted the non-scoring Bates Invitational on Friday and Saturday against D1 schools Umaine and Bryant, as well as traditional rivals Bowden and Colby. On the women's side, junior Abby Otterbein and sophomore Libby Kozik impressed in their first collegiate pentathlons. Otterbein won the 800 meters and Kozik won the high jump. Otterbein is excited to do a little bit of everything for the Bobcats this year, and she joins the Bobcast to look back on the Bates Invitational. Me and Livy went into it with really no expectations. Um, we didn't really practice much of the events beforehand. Um, we had about a week of practice, um, so going into it, we were pretty excited to flush out any of the nerves that we had. Well, were there any events you were particularly excited or nervous about? I was very nervous about the hurdles, mm. um, but pretty excited about the shot put because that's what I trained in freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, so shot put, take us back to high school. When did you get involved in track and field, and what, when did you start, you know, possibly being a multi-sport athlete? I, we said off-air you've done it twice in high school, but also throwing as well. Yeah, so high school, I joined track my senior year, um, and then I did a post-grad year, and so I was able to do one more season of indoor before coming to Bates. So I haven't had much track experience, <laughs> and I've done two pentathlons. So what made you decide senior year of high school you wanted to join track? I was playing basketball, and I decided I wanted something different, and track seemed like a good way to stay in shape for the spring lacrosse season, so I decided to join track. Okay, so you played lacrosse, basketball growing up. Any other sports? Or? Uh, field hockey. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And so playing field hockey, basketball, and lacrosse throughout your entire childhood, basically? or Yes. And so all of a sudden now you're in college doing track and field. That must have been unexpected, right? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the post-grad year really helped me. So take us through that post-grad year. How did that develop you as a track athlete? Um, I was able to get another indoor season under my belt and talk to the coaches here at Bates, get more times. What about Bates appealed to you? Why did you decide to come here for college? I really like the small school aspect of it. Um, liberal arts, definitely, too. So this is really only, what, your fourth year then competing in track and field, right? What's been the biggest you know, learning adjustment for you in terms of collegiate track and field? Uh, track's a big mental game. Um, as it's such an individualized sport, it can be really hard to tone in and get past that mental barrier of getting on the start line by yourself and having it really be all up to you. Pentathlon, what appeals to you about it? I mean, obviously it's a challenge. It's a big challenge. <laughs> um, it's exciting to do five events in one meet. It can be very tiring because that probably lasted five hours on Friday night. Um, but it's fun to be able to use all different types of skills like throwing, jumping, running, everything. Yeah, so the 800 meters you won, was that a surprise for you or... Uh, yeah, it's always a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, because your background's in more of the throwing, right? Is that fair? or? Um, it's about, my background's more running, I'd say. Oh, it I is, okay. I picked up throwing my first year because I had a pulled hamstring, so I wasn't able to run. Okay. And so the coaches decided, you can still throw, so that's what I was able to compete in. So what's the training like? I mean, how do you balance the training, right? Because you're doing five different, you, didn't, you said you didn't really train any of the events, but in general, like, how do you kind of balance your training and what do you focus on, you think, for this year? Um, so we basically do sometimes two sessions a day. We'll do, yesterday we did Monday hurdles, and then we did a workout after. Or Thursdays will be throw in the morning and a, a run in the afternoon. So that's pretty much how we balance it. We try to do a, an event every day. What are some of your goals you have this year, like looking forward towards the end of the season? Like what are some things you want to achieve? 
Um, my goals are to obviously cut down time on my running events, um, hopefully make it to D3s, and see all my teammates excel as well. And yeah, you mentioned teammates, so it was you and Livy, right, in the pentathlon, so what was that dynamic like to be competing, you know, with one of your teammates like that? And she's younger, right? She's a first year? She's a sophomore. She's a sophomore. Okay, right, yeah. right. But it was both of our first collegiate pentathlon, so it was really exciting to be able to compete together and not really know what we were getting ourselves into. And she jumped five, one and a quarter, I believe, which won that event. Right. Which is really impressive. And that was the high jump. That was the high jump. Yeah, yeah. So the high jump, yeah, take us through that, because that's obviously very different from everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot into, like, the approach into the high jump. I'm not very experienced in the high jump, <laughs> so I don't really have much to... Still learning. Yeah. Yeah, so what's your favorite? Of the five events, what's your favorite? My favorite would probably be the shot put. Okay. Or the 800. Probably because I'm most comfortable in those. Hmm. Hurdles I really don't have any experience in. Shot put, I've grown pretty close with the throwers on the team, so I really like that community. They, um, And particularly Liam Byrne came to help coach during the pentathlon from the men's side. And so that was really nice to have that support there. Hoping to do some running events and throwing events at regular competitions. Great. And I think that we might be competing in the Bowdoin pentathlon. Oh, okay. So another one coming up. Yes. I like that everybody's so supportive of each other. Because track's so individualized, mm -hmm. you really have to create a community with each other to create that support. And so you compete in the pentathlon. So the next day... You were just there to support, right? You didn't compete anything on Saturday, right? Right. So what was it like being at the meet, cheering on all your teammates? I mean, there's so many different events. You mentioned the team aspect, right? Yeah, it's very exciting. I was helping out filming different events, which is really cool. And then the most exciting events I find are the relays because mm. it's four people running to cut down on time. And it just gets everybody so excited and cheering for each other. Yeah, so what were some cool performances you saw on Saturday that stood out, in your opinion? Um, on Saturday, Alice Cockerham mm -hmm. in the 200 got a PR Nice by mm, half a second, I think, which is a lot in the yeah. 200. Um, I think this season's going to be really exciting. Um, I'm just learning to get to know all the freshmen as well. <laughs> yeah. I came back from abroad from the fall. Um, so coming back as a junior, not really having competed indoor mm. is really exciting. Right, because what you said your first year, you were injured, and so you didn't really get much of a season. Yeah, or? I didn't run at all. My first running indoor event was last weekend okay in the 600 nice you, so you said you were abroad where'd you go abroad i was abroad in ireland okay in ireland so did you get any much track training in, in ireland or how did that go <laughs> um yeah i joined the the society there for athletics mm. um and so i was able to do training two nights a week so what was that, was that yeah what was that like who you were working with there or? i was they had a coach so that was they were able to do some workouts um very nice to be able to get to know some of the full-time students at Trinity, which is where I was studying, mm. as well as stay in shape. <laughs> <laughs> and so what was the experience like in Ireland compared to America, like in terms of just overall, I guess? Overall, it's less time as a team together because they only train two nights a week mm. versus we come probably around six days a week. So I enjoyed getting to know all different sorts of people. From There are people I met that went to Bates. I met five other people. So that was really cool that I hadn't known before. And just being such a small school, it was strange to hmm. become friends with them. Last question for you, like looking forward this season, what are you most like looking forward to? What are you most excited about? I'm most excited to see myself and everyone on the team just improve in every aspect of their lives, not just track. Hmm. Great. Abby Otterbein, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
For the Bates men, first-year Truman Williams continues to make a big impact as a sprinter for the Bobcats. He moved into sixth place on the school's all-time performance list in the 60-meter dash, racing to the finish in 7.20 seconds. He also qualified for New England's in the 200 meters and anchored the Bates 4x400-meter relay team. Truman, you're from Montclair, New Jersey. Tell me a little bit about growing up. When did you start getting into track and field, into running? Well, in sixth grade, I stopped playing baseball, which I've been playing for most of my life. Seventh grade, I didn't really do anything. And then eighth grade, my mom um, really wanted me to get something new. So I was like, okay, what about track? It's simple. It's just running. And the team for middle schoolers was under the same coach as the high school team. So started to do that, fell in love with the coach, fell in love with the sport. And I've been doing it ever since. And this is the first change of environment that I've had for it. And it's been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, in high school, was that mostly indoor or outdoor, or did both seasons? B- both seasons. Okay. We'd start in November and go until June, probably, yeah. usually. Yeah, very long seasons. Have you always been a pure sprinter or any other events? Um, During fall for high school, our coach would have us do cross-country, which was 5Ks or 2 miles, just to get in shape, he'd say. I think he just wanted to have fun with us. <laughs> but I always, I've always enjoyed every event. I like to say that I have a time for every event through 55 meters to a 5K, and I can compare myself to anyone. And most times on the upper end of that spectrum, it's not that good of a comparison, but I still like to have an idea of how fast other people are. Certainly. So the 60-meter dash this past weekend, another top 10 all-time performance at Bates for you. Take me through the race. Obviously, it goes by in a blink. But <laughs> um, Well, for the prelims, I just had run on my mind. I knew that I was going to be in the second fastest heat, but I knew there would be um, sprinters who are my speed. And then once I got to the finals, I was I noticed I was a lot um, in my head when I was getting on my mark. So I put my hand up. I called off everything just to reset. Um, I have a bad habit of just getting trying to get everything perfect. And I just need to, I know I've been doing starts since I was in ninth grade. I know what to do. I know how to do it. Um, I followed my coach's plan. I did what I knew how to do. Um, about halfway through, I noticed um, that's when I started to pick up on everything, everything around me. Um, looked around. I saw, wow, I'm in this, opposed to being four or five meters back. And that was surprising. Um, we crossed the line and... At Bates' track, we have a little scoreboard that says the times and everything. Um, and I was going for a PR, and I got it by five hundredths of a second, which was really exciting. And you were going up against some Division One competition, right? What was that experience like? Um, my coach told me, just don't think about it, because um, at our last meet in the 400, I ran against one of the top um, athletes in D3. And he just equated it to that as, like, these people are fast. They're probably going to be faster than you. Try to be faster than them. Um, we don't know. This was my first 60 since junior year of high school. Mm. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, so it was really just a toss-up and see how it was going to go. And it was really exciting to have my first 60, which is probably one of my favorite events at home track. Certainly. And then you also ran in a relay, right? Tell us about that. Um, yeah. So we ran the 4x400, which is, was the second-to-last event. Mm which was after the 60, the 60 finals and the 200. So I was pretty um, tired when it <laughs> right. came to that. Um, but I normally in high school, I was first leg, but Coach Johnson has put me on last leg mm-hmm. um, just to change things up, I guess. Um, 
But I got the baton and I realized I probably had 50, 60 meters behind on the guy in front. It was just us and I believe it was you, Maine. Um, and I knew last time I ran the 400, I went out way too fast. So I knew I need to pace myself. And I got out and as I came around into the second lap, I saw I probably made up 10 meters on the other person. And I thought this is when all that strength training, um, the endurance kicks in. And that second lap, the whole field house was electric. Um, it's really exciting because in high school, there weren't athletes who would come onto the track. Whereas now, mm. like, people are in lanes two, three, four, cheer for you. They're getting down. They're excited. Um, and it's just so different. It's so, and I don't know if that's the level of people know who they are, like what they can and can't do, or if it's just more relaxed and people are more into it now, but it's so much more exciting because it's almost like you're running through a tunnel opposed to just like a barren track. And it makes you feel like everything is happening so much faster and everything's so loud and it really invigorates you and it really, it's exciting. Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned about pacing yourself because in the 60s, you're not pacing yourself at all. But in the, so how, how do you make that mental adjustment, right? Because like, you know, in the sprint events, you're going all out all the time, right? Um, For the 400, I usually use the first 100 meters to get up to speed mm -hmm. and just sense where I am um, in relation to the competition. And by the time I finished the first 100, I still couldn't see the person in front of me. So I thought I need to... And then... The second hundred is usually a bit slower, me just getting into a pace, a rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, I was still pushing that second hundred um, this weekend, probably harder than I should have been. Mm. But um, I knew that it was the only way that I was going to get um, close to him. And then the last 200, it was all just trying my best not to slow down. Um, yeah. And I definitely ran, I think that's probably one of my best 400s to date, um, not not even time-based, just um, strategy. And I've really learned how to use um, that electric feeling to give me a, that little boost. Excellent. Well, growing up in New Jersey, how did Bates get on your radar for college? What made this the place for you? Um, so I was looking more at the um, better schools um, in the Northeast region, and I was looking at a lot of NESCAC and Patriot League mm. schools because I think I, think I got um, a recruitment letter from Bowdoin, and I remember um, they sent it to the high school coach. So I brought, brought it home and I read, Bo Dewin, I, I've never heard the school. <laughs> right. Um, and my dad said, give me that. It's Bowdoin, which is sixth best liberal arts school. Um, so that put um, Bates on my radar. Never really looked at Colby. No offense. <laughs> um, and I talked to Coach Johnson. And from the beginning, this was one of my top choices. I, I just fell in love with the school. And then last... At some point last year, like during the school year, um, we drove up to visit, six-hour drive, um, and that really just sealed the deal. It was phenomenal. Well, and then Coach Johnson works a lot with the sprinters. So what's it like working with him? Um, it's So my high school coach, we really um, we had our head coach, which was also the sprint coach. Mm -hmm. So it's really familiar with um, how Coach Johnson will focus on the sprinters for a lot of practice, but then he'll talk to the distance coach or the jumps coach or the hurdles coach um, about what they're doing. And it's nice to know that um, he has a vested interest in everyone on the team and on 
Mondays usually we have um, a team meeting, which we didn't have yesterday because he had a meeting. Mm. So we're going to have it today. And it's nice just to have a massive team on the bleachers. Um, it really makes us feel unified. Yeah, it's nice to have um, the head coach, someone who you work so directly with. And Coach Johnson, before the year when I interviewed him for the season preview, he mentioned that there's a lot of first-year sprinters in particular he's really excited about. So what's it like having this group of you know first years um, for, for you to you know compete against in practice, but also you know be teammates with, right? Um, it's really exciting because in high school, um, it was something very similar. Like, um, it, it was a group of freshmen and upperclassmen, and the relation that I had with upperclassmen then isn't it wasn't as much a mentoring one it was just yeah they're here <laughs> whereas um now i can rely on mm. upperclassmen um to show me the ropes because this is i've been running for five years but i haven't been running at this level at these facilities for five years and it's good to know that if i'm ever lost i'm ever confused i can fall back on one of them and say hey what do i do you're a history major. Uh, a lot of first years are undecided at this point, but why history for you? You knew this right away, it seems like. Um, I've Both my parents were teachers. My dad um, at a college in New Jersey and my mom at, um, I mean, almost every pre-college level. Um, but when I was growing up, she worked at a middle school. She helped um, start. She was one of the founding five teachers there. Um, so I went there when I was in middle school. She had since moved to second grade, and the eighth grade social studies teacher was absolutely phenomenal, Mr. Jackson. Um, I think he really shaped who I am today, and I've always said I want to do that for someone. I want to be their Mr. Jackson, and it's just um, it's nice to have um, such an influence on me that I, I, I want to make people's lives better. I want to make people happy. I want to help them find who they are. And I feel like being a teacher is a really good way of doing that. Awesome. So you already have a, the career then in mind as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, so far at Bates, what were the classes been like compared to, you know, high school and stuff? Um, since March of 2020, I've been all virtual at my high school. Okay, um, right, it's right. big high school. Yeah. Um, but it's been wonderful to be back in person. Um, I think my first in-person class was um, my first year seminar with um, Professor Ashwell, and it was so exciting, not because it was, ooh, first class of college, but it was my first in-person class yeah. of almost two years. And just getting in there, sitting in there, I had a smile on my face, and I just need to remind myself, okay, you're in class, you need to pay attention. You can't get overwhelmed by the fact, like, ooh, you're in school. You need to learn stuff, too. Excellent, excellent. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about, you know, the season so far? It's a young season, a couple meets in, and any goals you have for the rest of the year? Um, I mean, we're trying to go as far as we can. I We have, like you said, we have good um, first years here. We have solid incoming. We have good upperclassmen. I think we have a big range of um, events. I think this is going to be a good year for the track team. Great. Truman, thank you so much for joining us on the Thank podcast. you so much for having me. The basketball teams both felt a tough on Saturday, but the Bobcats get a chance to bounce back this weekend with the men visiting Colby and Bowden and the women, who are 11-4 and and 3-1 and in NESCAC play, hosting their CBB rivals. We'll recap that action and more next time on the Bates Bobcast. 